So I just want to jump right in, but I wanted to recap Dave's new interior design side hustle that he picked up. He learned a new skill from Netflix last week, and now it's this it's thing he's doing. It could become a full-time business for him. He could walk away from his day job and start building sex rooms for people. Dave, you want to tell everybody what you're into, what you're doing? <laughs> oh, man. The, uh, building a sex room? Yeah. You know, I decided to start a new side hustle. You know, got tired of being a social worker. <laughs> <laughs> from social work gonna help, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help that's a natural through. climbing of the ladder that seems like a natural uh you know progression of skills i was gonna say honestly i'm sure your current job can lend a few skills to this new one she <sighs> she has a lot of consultation aspects to her business so i feel like you could yeah there's gonna be a geriatric out. couple that wants to build a sex room at some point and be like all right now you got <laughs> now my skills come into place so if you missed last week's episode, we're talking about like the most clickbaity part of last week's podcast is the mention of the show How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix that Dave clued us into. It's a it's a documentary. It's complete science. And uh, no, it's actually like reminds me of a home improvement show. It's exactly it's that. There's no, <laughs> the only difference between it and Property Brothers or any of those other shows is it has to deal with sex rooms. There's a little bit of sex. Yeah. So... Now, Jordan, see if you can follow my logic here. And I, I'm i assuming you can because we were texting about it. But the evolution of these shows would be take the sex room elements into escape rooms. Yeah. And you have to have sex to escape from the escape room. Instead of like find the magic key or like unlock this puzzle or whatever, there's some sex involved. I think, yeah, you unlock an orgasm, you know, you get to move on to the next <laughs> Truly level all right. up. All right, yeah. genuinely pleasure your wife. Genuinely do it. Can't wow. leave. Can't get to the next room until it's done. Or you have There's to a- do like a quickie where like you have only a certain amount of time to get off. You know. Oh I yeah. See, yeah. So there could be a speed aspect to this. I don't know. I'm I'm here for it. So it sells itself like that. That'll be Netflix's number one show for two weeks at least. The only problem, Dave, no refunds, because you were just talking about you got to get your wife off in the first part of the, the room. How many dudes are going to be – there's some dudes that are going to be stuck there. No, that's a risk you take, you know. That's a risk you take. You signed the contract. <laughs> everybody gets off or no one leaves. No one goes home if not everybody gets off. That's the that's the golden rule. There you go. Everybody, everybody wins. I mean, truly, like in the other escape rooms, maybe one person wins. No, this game, everyone wins. I don't know why that just reminded me of this future on the line. It's like where they are stuck um, on the island where it's like death by And And Zap is like, the mind is willing, but the skin is soft and spongy. It just like <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. I just Every time you bring up future, I think it's going to be my next like major binge of a classic series. Cause I've never <laughs> seen the entire series. Oh man. It's like so I good. Said, Dave. What are you doing? It is probably my religion, to be completely honest, but yeah. But speaking of adult cartoons, I did watch the Bob's Burger movie, and I felt like I was kind of let down. Really? I thought it was, you know what? I've seen it twice now, and it's just what it needs to be. Like, it doesn't strive to be too much, but it just kind of sticks in its lane. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I, like Dave, had to <laughs> try to attempt to watch it three times already. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, not that I'm not interested. It's just I feel like I need to sit down and like dedicate 
energy to watch it right now, but mm. I'll get I'll get to it someday. Well, part of it is like another mystery involving the landlord. And I feel like they've done that. They did that in the show already. Like they'd spent a lot of time in like a, I think it was like a two-parter where they're at his mansion. I thought that way about a lot of the events. Cause like they've already done the sinkhole thing when the, like the, um, the shark fell into the sinkhole. There was like a couple things Mm. like, and Luis has already done like a crisis about her ears. And it's just like, I thought there was a couple of things where I was like, I okay, I mean, maybe that, they did that on purpose, but... I don't know. I was kind of surprised they chose a sinkhole plot for the movie, because that's exactly what The Simpsons did. Like, it's one of those Simpsons already did it situations. Um, I don't know, but it didn't take away from my enjoyment of it. I mean, Dave it was... thinks he's wearing a t-shirt, but it looks like a pajama top, and it does... Oh, yeah, it <laughs> so he's got Simpsons on the brain tonight. We'll, we'll let it go for now. That's all right. Um... That's not the news for the evening. In other uh, home video headlines, there's a live-action Lilo and Stitch on its way. What do we think about this? You know, coincidentally, I don't know if it was because it was in the air of this news story, but I actually rewatched the original Lilo and Stitch this last week, and uh, I, I kind of don't want them to touch it, but like, I've also not hated like the Jungle Book, and actually, I didn't mind the Lion King remake, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it'll be okay. Yeah, but those are all animal-specific movies, like where the characters True. are animals, with the exception of like the kid and whose name is Mowgli. Yeah, Mowgli in the Jungle Book is like the only human in that story, and then it's all animals that look more realistic with their CGI or whatever. But Lilo and Stitch live action, I think it's going to be like a Gremlins ripoff. Like the only movie I can equate it to is like oh, little monsters like running amok for ninety minutes. It sounds like it'll be kind of Gremlins esque, you know. Well, the other thing is, is the director is not a bad director but like his he just create he just did that movie marcel the shell or marcel oh. yeah marcel the shell blah 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 which i uh it has a hundred percent or 99 percent on rotten tomatoes i would mm. knock it down a pig because i thought i was completely bored by it see but, i just oh man but it but the point being is like he he just made an animated movie that is so gentle and soft and quiet and lilo and stitch is the complete opposite of that mm-hmm. so i'm not exactly sure that's the right choice but i don't know i'll be interested in watching it the only live action i haven't seen is the mulan and everybody poo-pooed on that pretty hardcore really? i actually kind of liked it i it's mean pretty cool okay i'll give um, it a try most of disney's live action adaptations haven't been horrible i didn't mind Agreed. sleeping Be- or not sleeping beauty but uh cinderella or I beauty and the good. beast but i don't know it lilo and stitch just feels like that one seems it should only be animated so i don't know it will be cool if they include the cultural stuff, like if they have like the island history and all that stuff, and like the dancing and all that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Samara Weaving, who was in Ready or Not, which is like a pretty cool horror movie where the bride is going to be killed by the bridegroom and his family, like it's like a game or something, and they do it because they serve like some demon or, or something like that that has like a deal with the grandfather or whatever. It's a, it's a good. I mean, I like that. It was, it was like a family who like built their fortune on making a deal with the devil. I think or something yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, like some high level demon or whatever, or the devil. I don't remember exactly the devil. They had a different name for it or something. But anyway, Samara Weaving is going to be in Scream Six. I mean, obviously, it's the Ready or Not directors and writers that did Scream Five, so they're just like including their their best ofs now. They're getting their besties in the movies. Um, I still haven't. Even, Truth be told, I haven't watched Scream 5 yet because I just, I read all the spoilers and whatever. 
And then there was it's, the. It's con- still, <laughs> it's still fine. It's just fine. Like it's not. I think I ranked it above above three, but it was. It's not actually that bad. But it wasn't over the. I wasn't over the moon about it. I liked four a lot better. Well, and then the uh, this next bit, I think it was um, Jordan that pointed this out to me. So there's a young comedian named Jack Knight who oh, yeah. was a writer on Blackish, mm-hmm. a writer on Big Mouth. He did a character on Big, Big Mouth, Devon. Devon. Yeah. Yeah, Devon, yeah, and uh, he's one of the main characters in Bust Down, which is a workplace comedy that uh, Dave and I have been getting into. And so he's dude. Dude is 28. He was on the rise. Like I didn't even realize yeah. until you posted in the notes that he was in Bust Down. I was like, wait, what? Because I just binged yeah. that like a month or two ago, and I went and looked up, and he was like probably the second funniest guy on there. I mean, not not to pull rank or anything, but like his character is pretty memorable. But that's that's too bad, man. Yeah, it's it's weird when you see like the up and comers, and then it's like a tragedy. So yeah, that really sucks. And um, um, I feel bad that I don't know much about his stand up comedy, but it's like I don't want to now then go be the guy that like looks up all the YouTube clips. You know what I mean? Like. Paying respect in the industry, but then it's also like, uh, I mean, but that's the uh, what the morbid curiosity will make him like slightly more famous, right? Like he'll they'll mm-hmm. everybody will be looking at the clips, and then whatever, maybe he'll have like legend status. But probably in a couple of days, we're gonna find out something horrible, something sad. But besides just passing on, whatever. Um, anyway, like all the local comedians, or whatever that know him, they were all like talking about it or whatever. But I mean, that's it. I, I don't really know what else to say about that, except for, you know, uh, a lot of people are going to miss him, and he was doing super creative work, so. Um, Adam Scott is going to join, switching gears, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Scott is going to join Dakota Johnson in the Sony Spider-Verse movie, Madam Web. Now, did you guys ever watch the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon? Have you? Did you catch any of that animation? All right. Here and well, there. there's like a six-part episode that's like almost half a season and the madam that's the only reason I know who Madam Web is, is because like she's like a super powerful psychic that has like a Spider-Man type costume, but she's like an old woman strapped to a life support chair because like, her powers also cripple her or whatever. But she can throw <laughs> Spider-Man through like other dimensions and back and forth through time. And so she brought all these other spider people. It was like the original Spider-Verse. Like she brought like, you know, a six-armed Spider-Man and Iron Man Spider-Man, like all these other spider people to help the main Spider-Man, right? Hmm. So the Sony movies have been like lame ducks. Like Venom was all right. Venom two sucked. Uh, Morbius is a shit show. The vampire one. And he's like a popular Spider-Man villain. But the, so anyways, sum up short besides the Spider-Verse cart animated movies, like the Sony stuff is not good. So Madam Web is a big character and it's going to be played by a good actress or actor. I don't know what she likes, what her preference is, but performer dakota johnson's pretty good so really happy about the casting and then adam scott going in i'm just wondering like are they finally gonna have like a uh, peter parker or like another spider-man in a sony movie like at some point they have to like cross the lines uh jordan owns cats and that was probably like a cat doing something in the background <laughs> if you heard that i i guess they her cats against frank's against the casting i guess sorry frank it's Dakota Johnson. Do your cats not like Fifty Shades of Grey? Apparently, were they not, not. happy with yeah. the trilogy? <laughs> I think they're just unhappy that these good actors are getting crappy material. <laughs> oh well, I mean, like, look, I mean, Shakespeare 
toured the London theater like what four or five times out of the year. So if you were an actor in London, you were probably in a Shakespeare play. Now it's like Marvel's making the most movies, <laughs> like or Disney I mean, making the most movies, and you know, I don't know. Everybody's in them. I mean, it's kind of like. Pay off your student loans. Get yourself cast for Marvel. I was just going to say, like, I guess I'm happy so much as in I'm glad he's getting a good payday because I really like that actor. I just, I'm afraid it's going to be a bad movie. Because <laughs> as you said, aside mm. from Spider-Man proper, they have not done a good, any of their spinoffs because I only saw the first Venom and that kind of sucked. It wasn't the worst, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, how about continuing in the line of comic book news? We covered a movie called Fire and Ice a couple weeks ago. And it's one of our popular episodes of this run that we're doing with fantasy-related movies. And then come to find out, like, they're about to extend, like, or expand the story in a Dark Horse comic book. Like a Fire and Ice comic book. Uh, they kind of waited till, uh we did the show to have it in the I know, it would be great if it dropped at the same time. But, you know, I mean, it, stuff like that does help an episode yeah. percolate after you release it. So I'm sure True. we'll have a tie-in anyway. You know? in the ether uh. crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the binge watches podcast well jordan's dancing in the background as we play the thing song I used to be able to give them all microphone control during the theme song, but apparently, apparently not. I put you on blast, Jordan. Sorry. That's okay. I'm pretty blast. sure I dance like every theme song, so I'm shocked you just <laughs> noticed. Yeah, sometimes to keep the energy up, I'll bob my head or something, or I'll go drink an extra soda. Um, Dave does nefarious drum. things when he's off camera, so we won't discuss oh. what he does during the theme song break. Um, let's see. Tonight's movie does involve crime, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> talking about nefarious deeds. Actually, tonight's movie is Border from 2018. It's a dark fairy tale from modern times, and it does include a morality lesson, which the old fairy tales did. Um, I wrote down the Google version in the notes, but I think I'm going to... I wrote down my own version. I think I like mine better. So, a lonely troll named Tina sniffs for love in all the wrong places until she meets another troll and then she takes down a child predator ring. Like, I think if that was described somewhere online for a movie, I think I would click that faster than having to read through all the other stuff. I mean, I think you should have added spoiler alert before telling people it was a troll because that's kind of the mystery. Isn't <laughs> it obvious that it? she's a... I think it's obvious she's a mythological creature. That was quite a Cliff Notes version as well, but... Mm -hmm. oh, the Cliff Notes version. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it. yeah, that is boiled down to its essence. I can't argue that. Which is what you have to do for clickbait, David. You just say what it is in a tantalizing way. Buy my course. No, what's <laughs> the online course? Yeah. Learn how to clickbait your blog with Johnny. Okay. <laughs> I mean, last week you guys were saying don't look at the synopsis and just mm. watch. And mm. so, I mean, I guess if I had seen that, I probably would definitely have watched it. Which one? Like, what, what I said? said yeah, the, the, long, uh, or the, the, the five thing. paragraph version from Google. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Your your version. But yeah, anyways. I mean, I think if you watch the trailers, I think if you watch the previews, you get an idea that something's definitely 
maybe supernatural. Maybe. I mean, maybe I, I haven't even seen any trailer. I literally went into this movie blind a few years mm-hmm. ago because it, um, I'm one of those nerds that tries to watch everything nominated for an Oscar and we'll get into it, but this was nominated for something. So I literally watched it not knowing a thing about it, which honestly is kind of the best way to watch it. Cause I was like, what the hell's going on? Why does she look like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I probably, if I had read something ahead of time, I might have like guessed it sooner. But I know I kept watching, like, why does she look like a caveman? It's like Cro Magnon. <laughs> Didn't understand it for until you get it explained. Oh, you thought she was going to be like a missing piece, like Neanderthals, or just I, I honestly did. I thought she was like the missing link or something mm. because I'd had Same. no, I, I didn't read anything up on it ahead of time. So. Yeah. We want to get into some facts, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, Dave, I was about to say, what else do you have to say about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so, uh, speaking of Academy Awards, this was uh, Sweden did try to get it nominated for Best uh, Foreign Language Film, but it didn't get it. However, it was nominated for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Um, uh, did you want to say anything about that, John? Did you want to sh- sh- throw up some pictures? Of- do I want to say something about hairstyle? Oh, because you mentioned the makeup already? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if you're watching the video version of this, I'm showing everybody the actor before the makeup and the actor after the makeup um, have her name written down. So the main actor, Eva Melander. So if you look at Eva, I mean, she's like a beautiful woman. She's a stark, mm. right? Um, I think you'd call her more beautiful than handsome and like classically beautiful, you know, almost Aryan, dare I say Aryan, but <laughs> you know, like, and, and then, uh, and then, and then the troll, the troll version of like after the makeup is on, you get to see like the crow mag, which Dave was talking about. So I'm just showing the comparison, a side by side, because I thought it's uh, pretty unique what what they did. So yeah, I, I looked that up myself, and I was like, whoa, like way yeah. huge difference. Um, Jordan, what do you think on the side by side? I am absolutely shocked. I just the like hooded eyes that they did for her in the movie, in the nose, and like kind of going back to the whole like Neanderthal brow, just mm-hmm. I I I don't know. This is just mind blowing. It's like a <laughs> night and day. Yeah. Like Very. you don't believe it like the side by side folks is like you wouldn't believe that that is who is playing the the character. If you yeah, if well, you didn't see the side by side. In retrospect, they deserve the Oscar for the makeup because again, watching it it like it looks flawless. You wouldn't imagine that it's prosthetics. I don't, I don't remember what one out that you're probably some sci-fi movie. <laughs> um, so this, uh, this movie was actually, I don't know. Based... no one cares about awards, but you, David, you're the only one that cares. About I guess, I am. The, well, yeah. We all still watch them. Cause we all watched Will Smith gets our, uh, Chris. I Rodgers don't know, man. I've given up. I like, I, I gave up. I watched that on Twitter. Like I, I, I'm like done. I'm done. All right. Well, I guess I'm the last holdout. Um, <laughs> So this movie was actually based off of a short story uh, by the same name from Let the Right One In author John Lindquist, we'll call him, because it's it's Swedish, so I'll probably screw up the uh, pronunciation. Uh, Again, talking about makeup, uh, the actress there took her four hours in a makeup chair every day, and she had to actually gain a bunch of weight just to play that role. So, you know, it wasn't just the makeup. She's very Uh, attractive, though. We'll get to that during our favorite bits. I don't want to jump too far ahead. (laughs) Um, so in Norse, in Norse mythology, trolls are actually known to live in isolated areas and packs and are rarely useful to humans. So like, Wait, start over what? 
What are you saying? Are you dropping a troll fact? No, so now we're getting into some troll facts. Yeah. Uh, yes. In Norse mythology, trolls are known to live in isolated areas and packs and are rarely useful to humans. I actually saw that in a few spots. Like, they're not useful to humans at all. So, <laughs> what purpose would they serve in a human capacity? Like, that's why I was confused. But, like, for? I found multiple sources that put it that way. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Hmm. Um, and actually, so in this movie, I mean, there's a I mean look, historically, I don't want to be like trollist or speciesist because that's one of the themes of the movie is like how humans hate trolls, right? Don't get along yeah. with trolls, but it's like uh, you're talking about like how they're not useful to us. Yeah, like they don't let us cross bridges and they eat our goats. I mean, like, why <laughs> should we even make deals with them? You know, um, not to get too far off the point. You got any more facts? Just uh, just one. There is a scene in there where um, they are scared of lightning. And this actually goes back to Scandinavian folklore, where Thor, the god of thunder, would throw lightning at creatures like trolls and giants. So there was actually some... So even troll history is kind of murky, because they're you're like... Because I wrote down that it was based on... That part of the movie is based on Finnish mythology. But you mentioned Scandinavian, and did you say Norwegian? Norse, yeah. Norse, yeah. So it seems like they're... Well, it's not region, borrowing anyways. to build the mythology of the trolls right yeah. feels like all those that that section of europe just you know they all like trolls i guess um okay fair enough <laughs> before we get to our favorite bits i'm going to tell people about the spider-man movie <clears throat> because hold on i'll tell you why you can get a free trial on stars and they just dropped uh from marvel studios um, with his identity revealed, Peter Parker asks Doctor Strange for help. But when a spell goes wrong, Peter is forced to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man out now on Stars. Hook yourself up with a Stars-free trial. It'll be in this episode description notes. It'll also be posted on our website, and I'll drop it on our social at some point. You guys can sign up for a seven-day free trial of Stars and watch Spider-Man No Way Home for free. Now back to the progress. <laughs> ha ha ha! Ah. I flubbed it, but whatever. Back to the podcast already in. David, you want to back me up? Progress. Progress. You've heard <laughs> it that many. How many times have you heard it? <laughs> oh, man. Someday I'll catch on, too, so I can help you out. But Oh, yeah. I, well, sometimes I screw it up so bad I won't say progress, which is I'm trying to memorize it. Sometimes I'll say, like, back to the future presentation or, like, blah, 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 whatever. Our segment, folks, not to like fourth wall you and totally go behind the scenes of the podcast and not actually give you a show, is um, Jordan's going to lead us in our favorite bits from tonight's movie. Bits. Um, You know, I'm trying to think of a favorite bit, but I'd probably have to go with like, honestly, the sex scene. It's not that it's my favorite, (laughs) it's just like the most. It stands out. Because it's just like, it's honestly shocking. Like it's just. Oh, I can't see that on my notes in the red pen. Troll sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> troll sex looks like a little fungus. I don't know what's going on, but it was just like sh- the shock factor was real. But like, I also kind of wanted it for them really badly. I don't hmm. know if yeah. that makes sense. You know, they they just seem like two very lonely trolls. The, the pining so. for love is really intense in this movie. Mm. Yeah, in the yeah. like the growling, it's very. I don't know. 
I don't really know what adjective to use for that. But. It's, you know, in a weird way, I mean, despite, I mean, they, they are physically, I mean, they're, the makeup is going out of their way to physically make them look like what we right. perceive to be ugly. But like the movie itself is actually really beautiful. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I kind of stepped off of uh, mentioning the sex scene because I figured one of you two would. But I mean, it is, it is kind of the landmark scene in the movie, if you will. Yeah. Because uh, it's emotional and it's, you know, it's, Again, yeah, they're they are physically what most people can say is not pretty, but like what they have together is beautiful. And like because yeah. mm. the show there's a lid for every pot. You know David, what I mean? Spoiler alert, she grows a magic penis. I know. I saw it. Go well, they're kind of reversed, folks, okay? Yeah. Yes. The female trolls have the male parts and the male trolls have the female parts. A little bit like a seahorse. But mm. in the movie, you go along with it because first of all. It's all metaphorical, and at first you're just watching like a very lonely person who has like a a shit boyfriend that, that like just like erodes her resources, lives in her yeah. house. She yeah. clearly is paying for all the food, and I think she's paying for all his trips to take his dogs to dog shows or whatever he does in Probably. his free time. So you're kind of seeing these scenarios where like, oh yeah, like everybody's been in this position before or whatever. You can the relationship tropes are there that like it touches on everybody's moods then it gets a little weird and there's definitely some extraordinary stuff that you have to like process when you watch the movie to be fair not everybody's gonna go along with the stuff i mentioned but if you if you can get past that and ride the movie out i think you you get the message and also keep in mind it's a fairy tale <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean like it's like fantasy whatever. baby it's fantasy exactly um well, I don't know. My favorite bits are, I mean, I don't know if I can say specifically, but the whole the whole subplot of her becoming basically a crime fighter, we'll just say. Um, I just didn't, I don't know. I just found it interesting how this movie doesn't hold your hand. Like, it, it feeds you out little pieces here and there, but it like, I mean, at some point, yes, it does kind of flat out explain some things, but like, up until then, you're just kind of figuring shit out as it goes along. Like, oh, well, she has sense of smell and she can sense this fear on well on see people. i thought like i thought this was where the movie was like getting off track until until you find out the reason why they're taking mm-hmm. the movie there like mm-hmm. and then you go wow what a like great idea so maybe I, the, that's the one thing i won't spoil is like the reason why she gets involved sniffing out like humans worst behaviors and like why there's even a child killing ring or child abuse ring like even involved yeah. in the movie in the first place because it seems so contrary to the rest of the story and it comes like halfway in and you're like, why? Why are we spending dedicating so much time to this part of the plot? But then it makes sense. <laughs> in yeah. the course of the movie, it makes complete sense when, when you find out why. Why it gets this dark. But again, all the morality lessons from the old fairy tales were really dark and heavy stuff with a whimsical or fantastic approach to teach a lesson. And I think this movie like pretty much follows that skeleton. Building off what you said too, Dave, is like they alluded and explicitly did say like about the horrible things that were happening, but they didn't like have to visually show you Mm -hmm. the horrible things that were happening. And so you kind of could let your mind Hmm. go there without them having to like show you horrific things being done. So right. I mean, it's a it's a great mystery. I mean, again, I I suggest. I mean, obviously, if you've listened to this episode, you've you've gotten heard about a lot of it. But like, honestly, tell tell people like go if you if somebody watches this and you really like it, the next person you suggested to, don't tell them anything about it. Just kind of 
<laughs> let him figure it out. I'll watch it. Yeah. Because again, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because that's the way I watched it. But like, I do really think this movie is really rewarding if you know next to nothing about it. Um, because I don't know if you tell somebody like, "Oh, it's a love story about trolls." You're going to either intrigue <laughs> half, half of people, and you're going to like repel the other half. They're going to ask you want. if you're talking about tro- trolls yeah. to world stage. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I got this feeling <laughs> inside my soul. That's where uh, my mind immediately would. But yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Now see, I'm imagining those cartoon versions, just like the females mounting the males. Like, no, you're going <laughs> to. It's time. <laughs> it's magical, David. Um, let's move on to ratings. What you, you said didn't a... say your favorites? Well, bit. my favorites. Duh. Well, I disagreed. I mean, my favorites were troll sex and the subplot of troll revenge. Once you realize why the revenge plot is even in the movie, um, it all makes sense. Um, oh, wait. And I was mentioning that I thought the um, the lead was attractive. Like, first of all, she has like a working body, which I think is like a real body. And like, that's super sexy to me. Like, like, we, like people are like, Talking about representation in movies, like, oh, we want this minority wants to be represented, this sexual orientation wants to see more characters like them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I want, and maybe this is just like a, maybe this is my fetish. I don't know. I mean, every cinema goer is a voyeur. I mean, we are watching other people's lives. I mean, that's what we are doing. We all have this crutch. But, like, more regular people experiencing sex like they experience eating sleeping and going to work is like more attractive than just like adonis greek god sex in a movie you know what i mean so like this i mean tina's like a hard-working regular person has a shit job and again a boyfriend that doesn't like meet her needs or whatever and then <laughs> like but talk about like vulnerability like the nudity is part of the story in this movie and it's not like to be put on display but I'm thankful that it's like I can appreciate the idea of like a regular person engaging in that activity in a movie. Is that, I mean, does that fall? Do you guys track what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. You're just, I mean, to cut it down to its essence, you're just saying like, wow, it's nice to see somebody with a normal body type. Well, I don't know what who's to say what's normal, but like average and not like you said, just, you know, Brad just, Pitt cut, <laughs> cut like a diamond, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, I hear you real the real real so I yeah you it. notice you never see brad pitt's ankles so i think he has shit ankles okay well that might be because of troy and wasn't he like you know um achilles, achilles. literally played can't achilles. Shut it off. yeah yeah um so yeah okay so my favorite bits are the vulnerability of the main actor uh the troll sex which <laughs> we've mentioned now about seven times uh do you want to rate the movie now jordan yeah binge now for sure Mm. i'm gonna tell everybody to go watch this movie so what about you dave uh definitely binge now i was excited when i saw this coming up i was like oh yeah i get to watch this again (laughs) you do not forget this movie at least i i don't think so uh you john well i'll say it's probably the most unique movie on the lineup and for good reason it'll definitely it'll maybe it'll stand out from the crowd um offering something a little bit different but keeping the genre tropes included um it's a binge now but i wouldn't recommend it to everybody <laughs> like no you kind of have, yeah, have, have to know your audience you gotta be a little forward thinking you gotta be a little open-minded 
you know, I guess who I knows? just don't talk about movies to everybody. I right. only talk about movies that I would probably like recommend this movie to. Like, I don't really talk about movies with everyone, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I know there's a handful of people in my life that aren't going to be able to wrap their heads around a magic penis that comes out of a female <laughs> troll. So, you know, I'm not going to bring that to the barbecue. <laughs> you know, like, John, what are you up to? Well, I just saw this movie, you guys. Crack open another one, and let me tell you about the magic penis I just saw on Border from 2018. But it goes back to what Dave is saying, is that if you were to, like, tell people about what the movie's about, there's just... I They're just shutting down, right? People yeah. going to watch it. Like, it's kind of one of those hard to explain. It's not a movie... Like, I'm stealing this from somebody else I can't remember, but it's not a movie to suggest to normies. Basically, people, normies. like, if, if you... Like people in your if you work in an office, like you know, regular movie going folk that maybe go out to the movies two or three times a year, kind of a thing. Like, don't. Oh man, I used to do so bad at the work cooler talk, like uh, <laughs> afternoon meetings. Holy crap, Jordan! Good luck to you. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have said that, definitely shouldn't I was, have said that. I was kind of a judgmental jerk because I would hear over cubicles people. I, you know, I would actually hear people talk about movies, but it was like the most mundane, like pre, pre, you know, Matthew McConaughey, reconnaissance kind of movies. Like, you know, like, oh, did you see Fool's Gold? Like, oh my Jesus, God, no. <laughs> like that kind of crap. And did you, David? Did you no, see did Fool's Gold? No, I did not. Because I don't care about uh, Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey getting together because I know it's going to happen. Are you sure, David? They have to go through a lot of obstacles in that movie. Okay, it's know. not just like you know. Easy. Although I'm judgmental, I will watch Ma- uh, I will watch Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum, but I won't watch uh, Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Wow, he's biased against certain rom rom com couples. <laughs> you know what? We all have to have standards. So <laughs> everybody watch the movie. We'll tell you nothing about it from here on out. We won't <laughs> tell you anything more about Border. That's all. Wow. This is the first movie in a while that got a BN, right? Just been now right right out the gate. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've been a little divided lately. That's crazy. Um, we do have a fan service question, and it's really confusing. I'm trying to figure it out. Do we like XYZ films? Have we seen any of the films from this studio, and which ones can we recommend? Um, um, I actually went and looked it up because... Yeah. That I did the same thing. One. There's actually quite a few good ones on there. They're a good production company. Um, I know I just saw Duel. Oh, you saw Duel. See, I didn't see that one yet. It's on my that one's That one's worth a watch. Um, God, I was going through looking through their history. They actually have quite a few good movies. A lot of movies that are on Shudder, actually. Well, Stowaway is on Netflix, and I that one kind of let me down. That's a sci-fi about some astronauts, and they have a stowaway. Um, oh, see, I, I know I stayed away from that one because you said... The uh, Trip is on I, Netflix, and that's supposed to be good. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one. Deep House is really good. I can. Yeah, the that. Deep House. I saw that movie. That's a horror movie where it's like a found footage, but they go underwater, which is terrifying. And the, the haunted house is sunken. And then they yeah. get it's that's good. And that I think that's on Hulu. Sounds so, so interesting. Very so. accessible. C uh, for me is actually really interesting, and that actually has a tie into a movie I think we're covering later this year. But basically, somebody who cannot, who's impaired, and has to have somebody on a service use their camera on their phone to like t- describe what's around them. And of course people are attacking them. Actually really interesting movie. Mm. So yeah, I guess I, lo- I, I like quite a few of XYZ movies as I'm looking through this. So. I didn't recognize a single one of them, but there was some titles that I definitely want to take a look at. Oh, Johnson Wolf of Snow Hollow was produced by them. Apparently. Really? 
Yeah. I didn't know. And that. she dies tomorrow, which was like my favorite movie that year that came out. So I guess we really do like uh, some XYZ films. Yeah. So one of our listeners must have been paying attention and was like, oh, I've heard them talk about X- XYZ films. Like, let me ask flat out. All right. Keep them coming. Keep the questions coming. You'll win some free movies. Heck yeah. Um, so we're, we've arrived at staff picks. If my co-hosts or I watch something this week outside of the movie of the week that we can recommend to our listeners and our watchers, I guess, if they're watching the video stream on freaking YouTube or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, I would kick it off, but we've already talked about things that I've watched this week, which was <laughs> how to build a sex room. So it took up the whole week. I, I took- get it. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan found out they're living down the street. Yeah, they're like all of my neighbors. I'm going to yeah. go peep their sex dungeon. Not in the polyamory family kind of way, mm. but, you oh, know. Yeah. But Jordan, when you said the it. first you said the first episode's couple was in your neighborhood, I was like, wait a minute. Like, my immediate, my first thought was like, it's thruple time. No, like, I'm, oh, yeah. I was like, the, can I get along with this couple? Do we get along? The whole season <laughs> is in Colorado. Mm. Oh, is it the whole season is on Colorado? I guarantee it. Like, I can tell. Van ladies in there. Okay, so you you mentioned it, the polyamorous, to get gross for a moment. I laugh so hard because there's a moment where the polyamorous couple, one of the ladies says, oh, like, one of my fantasies is just for the whole family to get around me and piss on me. And and pee on me. And then my first thought was like, okay, she definitely better build a drain. the whole family? Like, the cousins? (laughs) She better build a drain. (laughs) And then sure enough, one of the things they revealed was, and the drain. I'm like, of course they it's yeah, like put the five dudes in. and two chicks, and she just wants like, was, all of her. That's an imbalanced group of people. Boyfriends. Um, to I think they her. were all very like the men seem to be into both. Uh, I mean, everybody seems to be into everyone, so I guess it works for them. Yeah. Is it polyamory or a sequel to Human Centipede, David? <laughs> little A, little B. Maybe that might be one of their kinks. I don't know. Well, hmm. probably hers for sure because <laughs> yeah. she was into some interesting things, but no yeah. judgment. Yeah. That's not, why it's in Netflix's top team. ten this week. All right. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off uh, a movie uh, just to go along with the sex theme because you know this seems to be one of our dirtier episodes. <laughs> there was a movie. Don't actually tell just that watched... to Go- David. Don't tell that to iTunes, Google, or YouTube for that matter. This is completely clean. <laughs> PG. <laughs> uh, we did discuss a drain. This gets us the word drain, <laughs> episode. <laughs> We're talking about wiring. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, So I actually watched a movie on Hulu uh, a few weeks ago uh, that is also a very uh, sex-oriented movie with um, one of our favorite favorite British people. Um, What's her name? um, It's called Good Luck to You, Leo Gran, and it stars Emma Thompson. Yes, Emma mm-hmm. Thompson, and it's basically it's, it's. I'm I'm not sure if it wasn't a play first, but it's this movie about this woman whose husband just passed, and she is buying the company of a sex worker, very young, very according to my wife, who was like ooh the whole time watching, and a very attractive young guy. Um, but it's basically this woman just kind of like you know coming of age in her sixties and learning her sexuality. Um, I mean, and you got Emma Thompson, so of course it's going to be well acted. Um, I don't know. It, it was a very beautiful movie about a woman and her her hoe, basically, <laughs> or this woman buying a guy, uh, buying a guy over time to like work out her sexual fantasies and become her, you know, the sexual being. So it's about a silver be. queen in her side piece. 
I mean, that's, it, in, in essence, that's, but actually it's, it's, the, that's actually written on the poster is Silver Queen. And but it's team. also, I mean, kind of like Border. I mean, the main, even though they're not going to last as a couple, like even those short meetings between them, like they talk a lot, obviously. It's not screwing the whole movie. Um, but like they talk about a lot of their emotions and her working through her sexuality and that kind of stuff. And it's very, very interesting movie. I mean, it's, um, I, I recommend it highly, especially if you want to see some good acting and, you know. Oh, and I mean, not, I'm sorry, I guess this is for the perverts. I mean, if you die, if you really want to see all of Emma Thompson, and I do mean all of Emma Thompson, there's your movie. Um, she was in one of the Harry Potters, if not all of them. I don't know. <laughs> for people who enjoy those movies. Uh, good luck to you, Leo Grant. I don't hear anybody talking about it. And it's one of the better movies I've seen lately. But. On the list. On the list it goes. What about you, John? Did you watch anything? I did. But you I remembered what I was going to tell you guys last week, and I was like, I'll just save it for tonight. <laughs> I watched Working Girl, which has um, Melanie Griffith and Harrison shoot. Ford. Or am I making yeah, that? Yeah, it's Harrison Ford playing a guy in 1980s Wall Street who's not a douchebag, which that's also a total fantasy. But <laughs> um, <laughs> like he's not out there cutting throats and breaking hearts. Give me a break. Um, or he learned his lesson because he dated a monster who's like the villain. There's like a corporate lady who's like obviously was ruined by that world or whatever because she then is then is doing horrible things to maintain a position of power and steals an idea from Melanie Griffith's character who's trying to come up the honest way or whatever in this trade deal with a radio company and a, um, an energy company or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's obviously about the disparage. Well, I mean, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> you, know, like, uh, you know what I mean? It's about all that stuff. Um, it's entertaining. I'm on a rom com kick. And uh, then I watched season three of Solar Opposites. And I guess the bar is so high for that cartoon. It's kind of goofy. It's made by the co creator of Rick and Morty and then some of the writers from that show. And the also the Star Trek Corvo cartoon. is definitely the guy who does Justin Roiland who does um, Rick I think yeah yeah he does the main voice very clearly the DNA like, of those there's two a, shows are fused. There's, it's an alien family that gets stuck on Earth after their planet blows up and they're supposed to like take over the planet repopulate their planet or whatever but they do like they have the most movie references I've ever seen in one of the I, I love it and, uh, <laughs> I mean they refer- they reference the blind butler on Prince of Thieves which is a Robin Hood movie. Out of like nowhere, they're like, "Remember Duncan? Oh yeah, blind Duncan, etc." And they they took like seven minutes on a diatribe about this character, which in another another show wouldn't happen. But season three for me is kind of a letdown because, uh, whatever. I mean, I didn't understand because you 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 and I were talking about this the other day, and I hadn't seen the whole season. I just finished it up this afternoon, actually, and now I kind of see what you mean. Um, I don't know. I I, I understand the problems you have with it, and I'm not going to defend it, but like I don't know, maybe. I think what you're saying, the qual- this is so much better than so many other shows I watch that even its weakest season is still entertaining enough to get a pass. Hmm. Um, but like, I didn't see, I finally, once I watched the whole season, I got what you're talking about. Like they take a lot of, what was nice in the first two seasons, they would devote one episode to the wall people. Anybody who watches the show knows that this season, instead of giving one episode where it's only the wall people, they spread, they like, Padded half of the episodes with this wall people story and and another well, one. Well, here's the problem. Cops. That, so here's <laughs> yeah. the problem that happens with shows is like something gets popular, 
So their B story is more popular than their A story. And they're like, oh, we have to keep telling this other story. Otherwise, you know, our, I think that's what the viewers are tuning I, in for. I wouldn't so. have minded it if it, they relegated it to like a third of the episodes instead of half. I mean, there was one episode where it was called Hulu Land, where like practically two thirds of the episode was just the wall people. Look, like, you're making they, Jordan yawn. No. <laughs> so we're done. <laughs> no, I'm excited to watch it just because you guys are. I mean, besides this season, it's still, it's still a great grades. show. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, well, it's, I really cool agree. it's not, it's the weakest of the three seasons. I the teenage alien shrinks people down and puts them in like an ant maze and they build, rebuild society inside of literally a wall. And, you know, they have to eat like giant pieces of candy and there is like a feudal state, you know, almost like post-apocalypse, like everything's torn apart and then somebody takes over like a warlord and it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's sounds- like the, Right up the my second, alley. The second plot. Otherwise, the aliens are kind of like fish out of water, and they're just like um, really intense. And obviously, there's gratuitous violence because it's a cartoon. It's in a you know, it's like a Rick and Morty type. It's literally like if you're done with Rick and Morty, and you need something else. Solar Opposites is there, but I feel like while Rick and Morty is so plot driven, like the Solar Opposites is more episodic fun because it's really just a sitcom honestly like a true in sitcom fact, they've been, the family just has adventures like about that oh that sounds awesome it, it is good. a fun show i mean especially but like i said just this one was not as good as the last two although my favorite joke in the whole season was they were building a uh <laughs> michael Crichton's congo uh lego set based oh, off the, the, book, the lego the sets are like dramatic movies like yeah. Like, oh, this is even worse than the time we were building John Grisham's The Firm Lego. Or something yeah. like that. Um, but speaking of aliens, next week we have a movie with a prince and a fellowship of rogues, including bandits and a cyclops. They're going to rescue his bride from a fortress of alien invaders led by the beast. To slay the beast, they got to find a magical relic called the glaive. Of course, I'm talking about Krull. I'm taking a chance because I said we can't watch the most popular movies and review them on here. And I think most uh, science fiction, sci-fi Sci-fi fantasy anime fans have probably seen Krull, but just like our Water Planet movie where we watch the Ice Pirates look for the Water Planet, this is up that alley. So again, this is kind of like, let's show this to Jordan and see what she thinks and then bring it back to review it on a podcast and then see what happens. Well, can't wait for the ride. So if you're looking to do some renovations in your home, go ahead and call David. He'll take care of that for you. He's got a Craigslist ad. Unless he took it down again. It's probably up on the bathroom wall somewhere. My business card. Going to get some weird-ass requests for sex dungeons on Craigslist. So, (laughs) Hey, if you got a dream, we can build it. Right, David? It's on your business card. (laughs) 